What a great interview that's coming up. I mean, we're talking about things we don't like to talk about. Insurance. Come on, insurance. Nobody wants to talk about insurance, but everywhere you look, there are football players, cartoon characters selling insurance. Even lizards are selling insurance, but the product itself isn't that fun. We all got to say that. Traditionally, you bought insurance from agents in stuffy offices or over a cup of coffee and you filled out tons of paperwork that you never like to do. I can't stand filling out paperwork. You know, the claims process is even worse, okay? Our guest today is changing that. Yael Wisner-Levy of Lemonade. Lemonade! You talk about making something good from lemons. I mean, that's a bad process. That's what we're going to be talking about. In 2016, this AI-powered online insurance company began offering homeowners and renters insurance in New York. And now Lemonade serves 27 states and keeps growing. Lemonade also gives back. Now, that's what I really like, a company for good. They're donating a portion of its unclaimed premiums to dozens of charities around the world. They're doing it for good. So we've got to get into that conversation. Is this good business or is it just something that's just kind of a gimmick? Which is it? That's what we're going to be talking about. Welcome, Yael Wisner-Levy to The Hero Factor. The Hero Factor is that special core fundamental that stands some companies apart to achieve true greatness. There's no better time than now to discover and revive your business story. Your origin story begins now. Hey, so the first question I have to ask you is insurance is something everyone needs, but no one likes to buy. I mean, really, it's just like, oh, man, but you guys seem to be doing it differently. Why did you think the industry needed to be disrupted? So you, you said it best. It's like one of those things that people love to hate. People love to complain about. And it's really something that hasn't been changed since the Industrial Revolution. It kind of ignored every revolution since then. And yeah. while every other industry around us has gone through some sort of disruption or updated itself and, and updated its infrastructure, whether through tech or with through different innovative business models, insurance has largely stayed the same. Look at the big companies in the U.S. today. They've been around for more than 100 years. Mm -hmm. and, and they're growing at a pace that is kind of inconsistent with 21st century. Their, their data and their, the way they sell policies is through paperwork and through many, many, many humans. And it's yeah. usually what happens is that it's a very frustrating experience for a lot of people because when you come to pay and file a claim, you have to kind of fight with paperwork and bureaucracy to get that money back. And then it's, you're not really clear on what you're covered for. You're not really clear on when you'll get paid. And the insurance company on their end, they've been profiting. Their business model is, is one that every dollar that they pay out to you in a claim is a dollar less for their bottom line. Yeah. So on a very kind of basic look at the insurance industry, it's, a, an insurance, it's an industry that is really conflicted at its core because that person that's looking at your claim has to decide between profit and paying out your claim. And you on your on your end, you know that's going to happen. And it kind of makes us humans think of maybe embellishing that claim. Well, we know that we're going to have to have a deductible taken from it. We know that we're going to be put through hoops and obstacles until we have that claim paid. And it creates this kind of behavior that in behavioral economics, it's been known to say that you know, it brings out the worst behavior in all of us, also from the insurance company themselves, the industry, and also from us, the consumer. And this vicious cycle has been going on for many, many years. And I think that was like a, a big opportunity for both Daniel Schreiber and Chai Winninger, the founders of Lemonade. But it was also a market opportunity. This is an industry that is, you know, in the trillions. 
And because it has been so unchanged and unspoiled by innovation, it's exactly the kind of industry that two techies, if you will, would like to go in and change. And it's precisely that. You know, Daniel and Shai are both veterans of the tech industry. They knew nothing about insurance. And when they looked at insurance and they saw how frustrating it was and how unspoiled it was by innovation, that for them was a huge opportunity. Yael, you bring up something that just I didn't think about. You know, on the one hand, I do know there always is a conflict. You know, insurance companies got to pay out, but they don't want to pay out. I mean, there's movies about it. There's everything. And then I never thought about the behavioral aspects of it. It encourages people to cheat. It encourages people to say, oh, let's just stick it to the insurance company. Oh, let's just, uh, you know, say, oh, that wasn't $1,000. That was $10,000 that, you know, of damage or whatever or so forth. And it is, it does create some bad behavior kinds of activity. You're absolutely right. And, and we can all like, you know, talk amongst ourselves and think how, you know, how honest we've been in the past few years, but it's what we call a victimless crime right? Mm-hmm. We don't feel that we've done anything wrong by embellishing our claim because we know that the insurance company is also going to do things on their end to make sure that they stay profitable. One of our founding team members at Lemonade is Professor Dan Ariely, a behavioral econo- economist out of Duke, who's written quite a, a number of bestsellers about how people choose to behave in different situations and, and when they're honest and when they're dishonest. And he coined the insurance industry as kind of the structure that brings out the worst in everyone. And he opines that if you can build something, a new infrastructure that will be built differently, people will be behaving differently. And that's what we try to do with Lemonade. So how did you build it differently? Because, I mean, I'm all for capitalism. I think you are as well. Absolutely. Um, As are most people who are running companies or working for companies. We like to live the good life and we like to make money. And there's nothing wrong with the free capitalist society when it operates inside of value. So, so how did you decide to set it up differently? I know one, you're B Corp, right? So let's, exactly. explain what a, let's, let's explain what a B Corp is. So business, as you said, we are capitalists, but business can also be a force for good. It, doesn't, yep. it can live together um, and doesn't have to completely contradict each other as, as once was thought. So a B Corp is a legal entity that we're committed to both our own profit, but also to the public good. And we have to adhere to certain amounts of regulation by this B Corp. And we're considered part of a group with other companies who are like-minded in their values and in their really quench to serve society as at a whole. It, it's from stuff from how we run our organization internally to how we run it externally, our business model, uh, which I'll go into in a second, uh, the work that we do and the political stances sometimes that we take because we believe that we have kind of an authority and a responsibility as a company in today's world to take certain stances on on issues that other businesses may shy away from. So this B Corp kind of makes us understand that we're not only here for profit, but we're here also to serve the public good. And that's something that, that, you know, we believe also will change behavior from our end, from us, the company, it ties our hands. Even if we're tempted to behave differently, we think about, you know, how we're structured, but it also, we believe, talks to our consumers in a way, and, and, we, and they're kind of, they know that we're not tempted to deny their claims. So Lemonade is built in the following way. We take a flat fee from every premium, and everything mm-hmm. else goes towards claims. After you've gotten your policy on your phone or on the website, it takes about two minutes, we ask you to choose a charity you'd like to support. And we have charities, big and small, local, national, and international, from different kinds of streams of social impact. 
And we ask you to choose something that you believe in. At the end of the year, we will sum up the claims from everyone who chose that charity. And if there's enough money left over, meaning if you had a good year in terms of claims, you and your other peers in that charity, we'll give it back. So let's say you chose the Trevor Project, which works to advance LGBTQ rights. At the end of the year, if we have enough money within everyone who chose the LGBTQ plus charity, the Trevor Project, we'll give money back. And this is what we call the lemonade give back. So when you're filing a claim, you're not hurting us, the insurance company. We've already taken our flat fee. We're happy to pay claims fast that are legitimate, of course, but we are able to do so in seconds, really, from our bot, or if it requires human attention, we pass it on to our human team. But other than that, we have zero conflict of interest in paying your claim. And that's a game changer for behavior, really. It kind of reduces any conflict of interest that once was there. And it also changes your behavior as a consumer. When you know that you're not hurting us, but you're going to be hurting the Trevor Project or the Red Cross or the ACLU, it changes the way you think about filing your claim. And maybe you'll double check, making sure you're only claiming what you really need. So this sets in very well with what we call the hero factor. You know, being able to take a stand on the things that you think are important. I think every business should be able to do that. Sometimes there's consequences from it. I'm sure you've lost business from time to time because you guys take a stand, but that's okay. Hey, don't, you know, like I once said to somebody who was following me and Richard Branson around for a couple of weeks (laughs) and following me and following him and talking about our schedules years ago, years ago. And the woman wrote, I really don't, you know, like what you're doing. And I said, well, then quit following me, you know? It's like, yeah. stop following me. Don't do business with me. I'm sure if you don't, you know, if you don't want my lemonade, don't buy lemonade. There you go. And I think that's okay. I think every company should have the right to do that. Whatever it is, you know, it might not agree with you, but you know, like I don't agree with the politics of uh, Truett Cathy, the, the founder of Chick-fil-A. He's got some things that I don't like, but he makes a great chicken sandwich. I still buy his chicken sandwich, but I don't agree <laughs> with his politics. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, the other thing I think, uh, I'm going to ask you something about uh, the fraud question. How do you know what's, what's yeah. fraud? Before we get to that, by by doing this, this is actually a pretty good way of getting business too, isn't it? I mean, you're using some of the charities. Are the charities then helping you and pushing out to people saying, hey, go sign up, go sign up. If you want this, you can get this. You know, they are. Um, they, they've seen in the past three years of, of Lemonade, the give back has grown 1,000%. So in our first year, we gave back... of our revenue, but it wasn't a big number. It was around $50,000, right? But but what we said was, you know, this is 10% of our revenue. And when you compare it to the Fortune 500 who give around 0.08%, and that's only after they've looked at their balance sheets and kind of said, okay, what can we earmark towards corporate social responsibility? I think that was when there was this watershed moment that this doesn't have to do with how good of a people we are or how big our heart is. This is what the model is predicting. So as we grow, the give back will grow. And just this past year in 2019, we were able to give back more than $630,000 to 26 different charities. And when I say we, it's our policyholders, it's our lemonade community. And so the beauty of it is that we don't really have to say much, but we just have to adhere to our own rules, which we are. And we set these standards, not because, again, not because we think of ourselves as better people, but more as this is the only way for human behavior to really kind of make a system that is unconflicted and fair and does have an impact on society in the long run. You mentioned, you know, making an impact, even if it will scare people away and so forth. We actually think it's part of our values as a company, as a B Corp, to take a stand on certain issues 
with when we're mindful that we're not going to change them, right? We're mindful that it, it takes a lot more than just one company saying what they feel. But we do think that taking a stand and you know supporting these charities, we we took a stance against guns and we took a stance against coal and climate change. It will bother some, but for others, it means that we're more than just their insurance company. We're also kind of representing what business can do for good as well. Well, listen, I tell you, speaking of giving back, I got to give back. I got to get something back and I got to go out and do a quick commercial and then we'll come right back. All right. So you you talk about giving back. I want to know, did you guys decide to do the company because you saw the real need for the insurance side or you would decide to do it for good? That's a great question. I, th- I think, you know, when we look at Lemonade as a whole, the incentives for going into it, bo- both Daniel and Shai were veterans of the tech industry. They had been around the startup block, as, they, as you say, and they were looking for the next kind of big thing to get into. And insurance was an interesting opportunity because of the market size. It was interesting because it hadn't been touched by innovation. But when they digged into it and understood really why people disliked their insurance company or were frustrated with insurance in general, they realized that there was a really kind of huge opportunity to make it a force for good rather than this necessary evil that had been perceived. So it kind of all came together at once. Kind of a morph morph of one idea then moved into the other. And by the way, it's not a bad thing to do good. So I think that's on top of it. It's just a good thing to do. Yeah. And, and we, we kind of marry between all of the all of the foundations. So we say that you know that we're powered by artificial intelligence and behavioral economics, two things that usually aren't you know coupled together, and driven by social good. So those three things really kind of are the parameters that make up what Lemonade is today. You know, I, it's interesting because those of you are listening and you don't know about the insurance industry, and I used to sit on a big board, uh, one of the biggest in the country, and there's billions of dollars in assets, billions of dollars of assets. If you think insurance companies, if you don't know this, they own most of most of corporate buildings. They're the money behind a lot of the big funds that owned a lot of the buildings that you see in New York City or or around the world. And then or big, huge like mall complexes, things like that. That all comes from insurance money, the investment side, or they own most of the airplanes. I don't know if you, everybody knows that. If you're, if you're finding a plane. Uh, it's probably owned by an insurance company in the end because they're the ones that have the cash to be able to put up against the the for collateral. So it's kind of interesting. Anyway, side note, you guys can do a renter's insurance for as low as five bucks and homeowners for 25 bucks. How, how the hell do you do that? Great question. Uh, we've kind of slashed costs because 100% of our policies are not sold by agents. They are sold by a bot, a bot named Maya. Maya is named after a person on our team. We call her AI Maya, the bot version. And when you sign up for Lemonade, Maya will ask you a couple of questions, run some tests, and give you a customized quote. This, of course, is, is easy. This is the easy part, right? We don't have agents, you know, coming out to you and asking you questionnaires and with the paperwork. You're taking me for, what, what, you're not taking me for coffee? What the hell? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> While you're getting your coffee, you can get a policy. That's how fast it is. Uh, <laughs> well, it sounds like it look for about the same price as the coffee. So that that is ac- absolutely uh, true. But what's what's great about you know obviously it's fast and it's it's we we think we like to think it's also really delightful. But what's really interesting here is the amount of data that Maya is able to collect and become smarter each and every time. So while traditional insurance companies have agents coming back and, you know, inputting their data right now, they may be at a data advantage because they have been around, you know, more than a hundred years, more than us. 
but that's going to slowly change. We are able to collect data and understand more about each person that comes to Lemonade and thus price them in a more fairer and customized way that will then allow us to become even faster and smarter. So similar, when you want to file a claim, you open up your Lemonade app, you tap on file a claim, and you're met with Jim, our claims bot. And Jim, because we don't have any conflict of interest, if he's allowed to, to pay out your claim immediately. Yeah, this is my next question. How do you know it's not fraud? Jim runs around 18 anti-fraud algorithms on every single claim that is passed through him. And he will Mm -hmm. decide, determine himself, whether to pass this on to a human team for either extra inspection or if it's an emergency situation that a bot can't handle and we need humans involved, then we have our empathetic team on call. But mm-hmm. if it's something simple like, you know, your your laptop got stolen or, you know, someone swiped your phone at the coffee shop and Jim's anti-fraud algorithms say you're okay, then why shouldn't we pay you right away and have that money go back into your bank account so you can go get a new phone? Mm-hmm. This is the kind of stuff that we think, you know, is part of the 21st century and how insurance should look today, which shouldn't be, you know, faxes and paperwork and, and you know, trying to embellish your claim. It should be something super simple. When you file a claim, we also remind you that this is money that may have gone to your charity. So to be mindful of that. And we make sure that you know that everything that you sign here, we're counting on your honesty. So beyond the tech that checks for fraud, we also do behavioral stuff that makes sure that you are aligned with what Lemonade stands for. And we've seen extraordinary behavior from users. We've seen people who have had their claim paid and then found their stolen laptop call us back and ask to return the money back to the insurance company. Uh, the wow. insurance executives on our team who you know have been in the industry for decades say this is very Never rare. heard. You, you, you don't yeah. hear that. Yeah, you don't hear that. <laughs> and it's exciting every time. You know, this is, we applaud these people because we say, you know, even amongst ourselves, you, you ask yourself, would you do the same thing? Would you write in a check to your insurance company and say, hey, I want to give back this $200? We like to think that these return claims, as we call them, is, has to do with kind of the different business model, the incentive to do good, and of course, to support the charity that you've chosen. You, you should use a lemonade stand and, and have a say, like put up a <laughs> lemonade stand and just, you know, like have the, uh, have the app out there and sell, the, sell, sell it in New York. Go go down to you know like to what are the square Union Square or something like that or Washington Square and set up a lemonade stand. I think that would be cool. Could be. I, you can imagine that insurance isn't the most of sexy things to sell on the street, but no. But lemonade- this has a compelling story. I you know I'll I'll do the commercial for you. This has a compelling story. <laughs> it you know first of all it's a it's a different business model. You're taking what is a real pain in the ass process, even with the nicest people, it's a pain to get this, to do it. You made it where I can go online in 90 seconds. I'm insured. Three minutes, I can pay off a claim. It's insane. And then on top of it, money goes for good. Wait, what's wrong with this scenario? I mean, that's what most people would think. So first of all, you're going to get really good tech-savvy people first. That's your first adopters. And and then people who care. And then everybody else will start telling other people about it. I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a model. It's a hell of a model. Hats I off. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. How are you guys handling the growth? You you, you would start off small. The, the numbers were very uh, minute before, but you you said they're getting much bigger. So I kind of can guess a little bit on some of that. But let's assume that you're starting to get up to you know seventy five, hundred million. How are you guys handling the growth? 
So what's great about being powered by AI is that a lot of the scaling within the organization and also externally is done kind of exponentially. So a lot of the things that humans would do in traditional insurance companies, so a lot of our customer service and our claims handling is actually handled by our bots. And Mm -hmm. because we can free up our human team from doing, you know, small things like, you know, you want to add your wife to your policy, or you'd like to add your laptop that you just bought to your policy, or you'd like to cancel your policy and now move to a home and get a homeowner's policy. All of that stuff can be done without any human intervention. And that kind of automation, we call ourselves, you know, that we're working towards becoming an autonomous organization, that level of automation allows us to scale in numbers that in other companies would require many more humans. And that's something we actually measure at Lemonade. We call it our automation index. And we measure how many employees we have per policies we're selling. And that's something that, you know, we can look as a metric as we grow and see if we're becoming more effective or are we slowing down? And right now we're at about, you know, a 2,500 to one policy. So for every employee at Lemonade, we have 2,500 customers. You compare that to the traditional guys, they're at around a one to 500, one to 400 ratio. And this is just the beginning. We believe that, as, as I said, as with every interaction, we become smarter and we push updates to our product four times a day on average. You said you sat on so many boards. I, I'm sure you can imagine, you know, to make any kind of change to the policy or to the product in, in a state farm, what has to, you know, how many meetings you have to go through in order to do it and have it, you know, approved. At Lemonade, we can do it at the same day. You know, we ask an engineer to go in quickly to the code and make sure that, you know, a certain area needs extra help because there's going to be a hurricane or whatever it is. We're able to do things on the go automatically without any human intervention. Yeah, it's interesting. You And you guys have also focused primarily on, well, I think almost entirely on property insurance, right? You're not doing life or auto. Never say never. So we're a licensed yeah. PNC insurer, insurer. So right now we're focused on renters, condos and home. We're also live in Germany and looking to roll out in more European countries soon. But we're also looking at other products. We, we believe that Lemonade is a universal kind of long-term company. And you know what works for someone in Berlin will work for someone in New York. As mm-hmm. you said, we feel that they're driven by the same values. And as that person grows up and they have a home, they'll also want other kind of products. And uh, Lemonade, you know, insurance for good can, can work for other lines of insurance as well. Yeah. So how do you deal with the capitalization? Don't you have to be fairly heavily capitalized to be able to cover that many policies? Of course, your your policies are less. So if it's less, you don't need as much capital. And even if you're looking at a per you know company dollar amount, or in this case, you got you, you guys use policies versus dollars. Most other companies will use dollars rather than policies, but a policy mm-hmm. index sounds like a pretty good one. But how do you deal with the capitalization? So we've raised money from industry giants. We've raised around $480 million from a bunch of names that uh, you'll know, Google Mm -hmm. and General Catalyst and Sequoia and SoftBank and even Allianz over in Europe and Aleph here in Tel Aviv. Allianz is a big insurance company, one of the, probably the biggest. Absolutely. And so as a regulated insurance company, we are subject to regulation and, and a certain amount of surplus on the side, and we adhere to it. Uh, that was part of, you know, one of the first questions that Daniel and Chai asked themselves was, you know, we can do it quickly and become, you know, a, a broker or a comparison website or 
any other kind of form of insurance company that will still delight the consumer. But can you actually fundamentally change the infrastructure of insurance when you're just an agency or a broker? And the answer is no. You yeah. have to take on you know, the higher risk of becoming an insurance company and being held to the standards of regulation. And each state, as you know, has different regulation and different kind of sets of licensing rules. And they decided to go through that road, even though it was a much tougher one, because that's the only way you really change something is when you change it from the bottom up. We, until this day, work with each regulator in each state to make sure that Lemonade is compliant and has enough capital. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. You can't mandate good. You got to build good from up. And I like that. Hey, listen, I got to tell you, this is a pleasure. And I, I, I'm excited. I'm going to go get a quote. I'm, I'm a hang up today. Maybe this weekend, because I'm kind of busy, but even though it only takes like 90 <laughs> seconds, I'm going to go, you know, I've had the same insurance guy for 20 some years, maybe 30 some years, and they've been good to me, but I got it. You know, it's time to mix it up. And I like that. I like doing stuff for good too. And I like, like saving money. So there you go. Lemonade. You make lemon, like make some lemonade from lemons because it's not fun to deal with insurance, but this has been fun. Yeah. Al, I thank you very much for being right here with me on the Hero Factor on C-Suite Radio. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Okay, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. And I got to tell you, it's just about you can go ahead and use good for good. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what I like. I like the fact that, you know, hey, you can get into the insurance business because it's a sticky business. Just not just do it for the money. Let's do it to have an impact. And it's okay if you don't agree with that. I like that part too. Because I mean, they probably pretty, pretty, you can see they're kind of liberal on a lot of things there. And so they probably take some stands that a lot of people in like Middle Earth won't like, but get over it. You know, it's still good insurance. I mean, come on, 90 seconds, 90 seconds to fill out the application three minutes to get a claim that's insane you know because it takes hours uh you know for typically to get coverage and months to get a claim on most companies it's where it's worth the check out so anyway that's what i learned right here lemonade that's what i learned hey thanks for listening in don't forget to tell other people about this show this is the hero factor with jeffrey is it right here on c-suite radio You've been listening to the Hero Factor podcast on C-Suite Radio. Find this and other podcasts like this on csuiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.